How's everyone doing? Should be doing really good. Listen, I'd like, actually, I'd like some testimonies from last week. Those who will be bold enough to step in. How many, how many know last week was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty incredible? I don't know. I haven't seen like the weightiness and, and the presence of God come in such a way in a while. And uh, like when people kind of went, you know, not that you have to fall to the ground, but people were standing up and they received something, you know, that brought strength to them. But, you know, sometimes people go down in the, in the spirit and then, uh, you know, you bounce right back up. But sometimes the Holy Spirit does some things, right? And just really the weight of God, you could feel the weight of God and the glory of God's presence with us uh, in a tangible way last week. So I don't know. I'm just going to wait for someone to just put their hand up and share because I know people have told me some things that happened last week. So I just want, I, I just want, don't be afraid to be the first. Or I'll, ready? I'll pick. I'll pick on people. No. worship unbelievable today he is our magnificent obsession isn't he he's that Jesus that we just fall crazy in love with every single day and he just astonishes us so last week someone was praying for me and I went down and God gave me this vision and I saw this angelic being that was going to baptize me I knew I had already been baptized, but I saw that this was another baptism. So I went down, and when I came up, I wasn't wet. I was shimmery all over. And I think, I think it's the baptism of glory, and I think it's coming. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, when I was prayed over last week, uh, I went down like a ton of bricks, and I didn't get up for a long time. Uh, it wasn't until the following day that um, God really started to show me revelation. Um, actually, I had a word that morning for, from a friend, for a friend, actually for his son. Uh, it was pretty pointed, and um, my friend really received it. It was something he needed to hear for, from his son, so... I felt like when I was prayed over that God was really reconnecting me with um, communication, communicating with me. I know that I've always heard from God. He's always spoken to me over the years, journaled. I know that he speaks. But uh, through this dark season that I've had, and I've come out of that, um, that uh, a lot of lies were spoken that, you know, you don't hear from God. Where is he? I don't hear from you. And um, so it's just kind of a reconnection. And uh, just gave me revelation. And... Uh, I was excited. I know when I, I was texting Pastor, and um, it's God really touching me. Um, just in incredible. Um, 
just a lot of clarity, yeah, definitely clarity about a lot of things. Really letting me know that he's been speaking to me and that actually I, he's been giving me a revelation and words for people and knowledge that I know things. Um, and when I was speaking those things to people, they were really truths. And some of those truths that I spoke to, some friends were truths um, not always received the way they should have been. Um, and putting on my heart that God wants me to speak the truth in love. I wasn't harsh when I was speaking that sometimes when we hear the truth, um, it really hits us, right? It bounces right, you know, it's like, it's for me. Sometimes it's hard for us to hear it. Um, so he was really putting on my heart just to, to make sure that I'm speaking that truth in love. And I, I just love what uh, he said, Miles, about um, that the Lord really sharpens us like arrows. And he puts us in his quiver. And when he's ready, he pulls us out and he shoots us out. His word goes forth. And it doesn't return void, accomplishes what he wants. And it, it hits the mark. And I felt like that's what he's been doing with me. It was just like a lot of revelation. Um, just totally excited. And I would just like to share a moment that I want to really thank this community uh, for all the prayers and love that I received over this last year because it's been a difficult year, but God really has resurrected me. I have new life. I feel new. Uh, praise God. Uh, he's made me new and uh, put a new uh, song in my step, you know, my heart. And so I just really want to thank everyone here and the love that I received and the love of God is so prevalent in this place. I just want to thank. So I just want to, I felt such energy, like, in my body <laughs> tonight. So I'm just going to pray for him. If you need energy in your body, like, healing touch, not, you know, not a caffeine buzz, but the real deal from Jesus, right? If you need I just want you to raise your hand right up right now and just take it because there is, there is the manifestation of the Spirit of God in the, in the building right now. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the, for the kratos, the, the power of God uh, that shifts and moves things in our lives, Lord, that just completely recovers our bodies and changes us on the inside and the inner man. So, Lord, I just thank you for Al. I just thank you for what you've done. We thank you that it's a long test in his body and his physical being. But we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you just release that over him now, that he walk in uh, complete wholeness and healing. And, Lord, we thank you for clarity. Lord, make us just really, really clear. Let it open our minds to the clarity of what you're speaking. So we thank you for that. And so just receive it tonight receive that tonight. I'm taking it. You take it. Everyone take it. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many, how many, how many also felt like God began to just clear some things, open some clarity for your life? I need hands because you need to encourage me. But last week, just really, God just began to and it can be just recently. It's okay. It's good. But I just see, so there's hands all around the place, people that aren't giving Jesus glory. But that's okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying that in con. But I, what, here's my point. Here's my point. We need to let the heavens 
let the earth give glory to God because it's going to be kind of what I'm touching on tonight because when, when it's always we, because we should have more testimonies, you know. And listen, if you're having something like a testimony, it doesn't have to happen here. God can just do something amazing in your life and you can testify about it. It's okay. Just see someone and say, I'd love to give God glory for this, you know. Because it's really, it's going to encourage one another to bring breakthrough for the next person. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because if we get used to the presence of God, if we get too familiar with God, because we come in and out of church meetings and buildings and, and we're very familiar with what God does and how he does it and we think we, you know, we become experts on what God does and what he does in the anointing. But I'm, I'm really just encouraging you guys to just receive and to give it away. John, did you have something you wanted? Come on. So without getting too much into self, a way that I've been experiencing God, at least over the past couple of weeks, is on mountains. <laughs> And I've been hiking, so that's why I've actually been late the past couple of weeks. But I think he'll forgive me. Um, but last week, um, I was hiking, and there was a hole in my sock. And my boot really just started to wear and kind of just take the flesh off. And I was thinking a lot about <laughs> Jesus in that time, just um, persevering the way he did. And um, I was resting, and a couple came along and gave me a, a bandage and gave me a lot of, like, advice about hiking. And uh, it was just really, I saw his mercy and the qualities that he wants to bring about in us and uh, teach us to be loving. And uh, so... Last week here, um, after I fell, how profound random acts of kindness are really came over me, and I went right back up to that mountain, and uh, yeah, it was beautiful. So thanks for letting me share that. Sweet. What's that? Sure, come on, come on. All right, all right. No one wants to. No one wants to. So I've got a torn meniscus in my left knee that can't be repaired. Uh, and I've been dealing with a lot of pain over the last several weeks. Um, and when you were praying right after worship, it was healed. No more pain. There we go. Martin, you can come. You can make me be halfway. It's like ultimate giving Jesus glory right there. Um, man, so I, I wanted to share, like, I kind of felt a little bad after you said that, like, you know, giving Jesus glory. I'm like, man, you know, that's some next level guilt. So I just was like, okay, I have to say something now. Um, but um, 
yesterday, I mean, yesterday, um, last Sunday when um, you called us us to come, when you called us us, to, when you called us up to um, come uh, to the front to uh, just to pray and um, just let, let God speak to us. Um, when I closed my eyes, like, like to my, like, I was surprised to see, like, um, when, when everyone stepped up, like, something happened back here where, like, the, it was like, it was like a curtain open, and it was like angels walked up, and they had, like, stuff in their hands. They had this, like, sash in their hand, and, uh, and it was saying, like, um, it was like new start, but, like, not like a start over, but, like, a new season. Uh, like a fresh, like uh, a new place, like something new was happening. And so like, and so like, you know, I've been praying for like, God, like, what's the, what are you doing in my life right now? With, cause I thought you were hitting the, you were hitting it on the ball when you were talking about clarity. And, and um, so um, while I was up here, uh, the Lord was just ministering to like each person, like, an angel was assigned to each person and ministering to them and it was just that's what you like you were saying too like with the with the presence it was like so personal what was happening in the spirit so i just wanted to share that <laughs> all right um I guess you guys can close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Just receive it right now. Thank you, God, um, that you are already releasing something over each and every one of us, oh, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, we just connect with what you're doing. And, Father God, we thank you, oh, Lord, for this new fresh season that you have for us, oh, Lord God, for the new um uh, the new doors that you're opening up, oh, Lord God, we thank you for your oil that is pouring out through us in a new way, oh, Father God. We thank you right now that it's flowing, Father God, in and through us, oh, Lord God. Thank you, oh, Lord, that you're speaking to us. You're speaking to our spirit, soul, and body, oh, Father God. We thank you, oh, Father God, that we're connected with heaven right now. Lord God, we bless you, and we receive it, and we take it in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Now everyone's silent. Come on, everyone wants to talk tonight. It's good. Come here. This Ooh. is not to me. What do you mean? But uh, he was praying. Uh, I guess he was broke. And the Lord said, open your wallet. I blessed you. And he started crying as he left out the door. But when he opened his wallet, there was a $20 bill that wasn't in when he came in. So the Lord is blessing us. Blessing us financially. Wow. The heavy. And I, you just had to been there to see the guy's tears. And I just I felt... I felt happy, but I felt so relieved that he allowed me to see it. Wow, wow. wow. That's wild. Wow. I'm not going to preach the prosperity gospel, but fill our wallets, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Lord. A couple of things happened recently. <laughs> Actually, several, several weeks ago when I was here. Um, it seemed like a very heavy spirit-filled night, at least for me, and I remember feeling like this 
cool breeze like from the backside and it would whoosh, like whip around me through the room and I remember opening my eyes and um, my cousin Judy over here <laughs> in the blue shirt was sitting next to me and she's just got her head down. It seemed like I could have swore someone just blew past me. So when I talked to you later on, she said the same thing happened to her and it was both from our left sides from the behind frontward and I've been researching like wind and breeze and it's definitely the Holy Spirit and there's a lot to be said about it. And um, she and I also, a week ago from this past Friday, went to an apostolic event in Roxbury. And there was a speaker from Trinidad, and him and his wife were there. And it was a very heavy night. And there weren't a ton of people there. I don't, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 people there. But it was very spirit-filled church um, the speaker went up and asked if anybody wanted to be prayed over, and nearly the whole room got up and stood in line, and I would say 85 to 90 percent of the people were on the floor, including myself for the first time, <laughs> and I feel, I had been feeling intense, intense heat in my hands, like so much so that sometimes I look up because I feel like there's flames, I'm going to see them appearing. And it's definitely the Holy Spirit's fire coming in. But that night when I was on the floor, it was so intense all night in my hands. Like it was from the beginning of worship all the way, even till way after I got home. Like my hands were on fire. I just wanted to touch some ice. <laughs> and when I got up off the floor, my entire chest was just drenched. I was just so hot. Like the fire just went through me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and same thing with her and she said it was all up to her arms so we had been comparing with each other because I'm like what is this this is new to me <laughs> so it was cool we just activate the healing anointing on your life just go begin to lay hands on people that are all around you too Judy if that's what's happened how many else have received anything in their hands feeling lately fingers hands okay good take it so just receive that, everyone. Just go begin to pray for the sick, and they'll recover. In Jesus' name, we activate that tonight. Easy, easy, easy. So, you got some? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you got enough. <laughs> Come on, Joe. I was at a cookout. I was at a cookout yesterday. And uh, Al, this goes along with your arrows. And I had prayed for this couple. And it's funny how God, God is connecting the dots. They used to be deacons in Salem. They were deacons in Brentwood. And they, uh, they used to live here in Kingston, never next to my daughter. So anyway, um, I had given them a word, and I'd forgotten about it. And this is to say that our words don't go void. When you speak and declare, it, hit, it always hits the mark. And... Um, First, the wife came up to me and she said, Joe, she says, you gave me a word last year and I was having a hard time not getting rest and I, I didn't know what I was going to do. They're in my age bracket. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she says, a door opened up and she says, um, they allowed me to minister at the women's prison in Stratford. She says, I got all these young women just following me every time. They're just waiting for me to get there. And then her husband told me afterwards, they didn't say it together, one came each but a time and he says, uh, Joe, when I saw you last year, you had given me a word. I had just gone through a heart attack, and my, I was down on myself. I didn't know if I was gonna, what was I was going to do. He says, I am fully restored, he says. And again, he's in his late 60s. And he says, I feel like I'm 40 years old again. It's been great since you've given the word. 
So I want to encourage us that when God gives you a word, declare it because it will not hit the void. It, will go, it won't be void. It will always hit the mark. Who saw the big angel? I was, was it you that said you saw a big angel in here two weeks? What was it? Come on, you need to help me. <laughs> was that last week? Two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably a month ago, I was standing over there. I can't remember if it was a service or um, just prayer. But my eyes were closed, and I just saw these giants standing next to me. And it was this really peaceful feeling. Um, so I didn't realize there were angels until I was talking to you this week. Um, and then later on in the night, it was two. They're really tall. Um, yeah. I remember thinking maybe they're giants. And I have a lot of giants in my life. So I was like, well, I'm not afraid of them, so that's good. <laughs> um, but no, I think they're angels. And then later on in the night, there was one standing over there. said that because when you f right when we feel the wind of God right you feel something happening it's God moving in the room right I mean you literally feel the breeze and the wind of change right and so I, I just you know to the reason I wanted some testimonies tonight was to just really just acknowledge the Lord in some things, okay? Listen, the shimmering light is the glory of God coming, right? The activity is the winds of change come into all of our lives, right? God's, you know, new season, right? So it all kind of, we just have to expect God to continue to move in, this, in, this, in these ways, right? But there's two, two things I want us to stay postured in, right? It's to stay postured in. My heart is pure, and I'm in humility. There was two things that we were, we were praying in the back. I just began to pray, Lord, I, listen, listen, God is, I just feel the increase of God's presence in our midst, and we just really need to just not take it for granted. And that's kind of what I just want to touch on tonight, because really Jesus came with a warning Saying, woe to you if you if you if I did the things that were were happening in in Chorazin and in Capernaum and, and in these other places, what's gonna help you right now? Because he wants to move in a greater capacity, right? But blessed are those who are pure in heart, right? When our hearts are pure and we're postured in that way, and our and our listen, humility. I was listening to, um, it was Brian, actually yesterday, Brian Guerin, on a, on a, audio, on a video uh, that he did from his School of Godly Characters. Just one video there that's up on YouTube. I didn't take the class, but it just confirms some things that I'm believing God for, right? <laughs> because he really, when he moves amongst us, it's because our hearts are postured in a way, in humility, and impurity. What's the pure in heart? When we see things through God's perspective. 
And I believe this, that God's opening, he's already opened a door in heaven for us to walk through. He gave me, he gave me some things. I'll just jump into it. But I really feel like the spirit of God is, is oh, guys, I don't, I'm like in the back room tonight. I was just like, God, please don't, don't stop. Don't, don't stop. Just keep coming. And I think if we just keep our hearts in that posture, He's going to come and show up. And I had this, um, why am I saying this? Because it's funny. I don't, I say I don't dream. I'm starting to dream a lot more. And I had this dream last night, and it was like, I felt like I was with Dave, David Hogan for about nine hours last night. I don't know what, it was just not anything that was like, I wasn't running around doing miracles. I was expecting something to happen, though. And I was just hanging out with him, and, and it's probably Papa God who he represents. But I realized this, that when we can be in an atmosphere where God is prevalent, God is showing up, and we get so used to what God's about to do that we lose our hunger, that we lose our taste, taste and see that he's good. We always need to be tasting and hungry for the new thing that he's about to do. So we can't, we can't, we can't afford. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I really need my heart to be postured in purity so that my eyes are like nothing, right? When people start calling what events that we're having false prophets, I started to get a knot in my stomach. Yeah, I'm on social media saying it too. But it's all right. I get this knot in my stomach like, God, you need to help me with my heart right away. Because when people come and start making criticisms of what you're trying to step into and move, move everyone ahead into, it's like, I'm like, God, no, no, no. You need to touch my heart. You need to keep my heart pure. I want my heart postured perfectly before you. And the lower I go, the better I feel. I promise you, I don't care what I look like in front of people, right? I might not be the most polished one, but I want my heart postured like the next guy. <laughs> right? Because if you want to attract the presence of God, if I want to attract Him, my heart needs to be low. Like they, we, were we, were, we were worshiping tonight about being prostrate before the Lord. No, I felt like, man, if I go down flat... <laughs> I may not get up. So I stopped. But I shouldn't stop. And you shouldn't stop. And listen, your seat doesn't, listen, it doesn't have your name on it. Or, your, or your, it doesn't have one of those, like our, our phones have these, you know, you can put your thumb on it and it identifies who you are. Your, your seat does not identify who you are, right, in this place. <laughs> God wants to activate our lives. That means, what am I saying to you? I'm encouraging us that, listen, and I say it, I threaten it all the time. I should just rip the chairs out. Maybe I will. But like here, don't be afraid. The, the, the worship band is not going to be afraid if we all come up here. If we all get out of the comfortable place. <laughs> because we get very comfortable in our, in our row. 
okay, especially you people in the back. No, no, no. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I know, I know, I really make people feel bad. Don't I? I'm terrible. I'm terrible. But you got to know I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. If I'm really, if you know my wife and my family, I like to kid. I like to tease. So I'm saying that to say, just come close. But not, it not, it's not geographical, right? It's about posturing our hearts so that, God, you can do whatever you want at any given moment. And the meek, the meek <laughs> will inherit the earth. What does that mean? Everything that God has set good in the earth, he wants to release to us. That's not prosperity. That's God wants to bless us. He wants us to posture ourselves so that our hearts are, pu are poured out and we're pure before him so that nothing, when, when we're pure before him, nothing can get in the way of what he's going to do. Not one thing. And when we get all these things that get in the way of what God's about to do, because we can have these mindsets like, we, you know, it can be whatever. But we get these mindsets that are like, I'm not into that. Or I'm, I don't, I don't know about that. Sometimes our, our hesitancy to be transparent and to allow the x-ray, <laughs> remember I talked about the word of God last week, about clarity and the presence. But the x-ray, what God sees inside of us, he sees it no matter how we try to hide it. Right? So I want my character before him because it doesn't really matter about you. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't really matter about you. He matters. I know people got offended when James Maloney said, I don't care. Like, if he says stuff like, James Maloney, like, walks in this, like, crazy miracle anointing, and he just get really a little bit brash by saying, I don't care what you think. And I'm not saying that. I do care what you think, but I don't, it's, it's not my job. It's not for me to impress you. And it's not for you to impress your neighbor. Like, when we're pure in heart, everything flows. It's going to flow in a perfect way. Here's the thing. God wants to reward us because what? Joe said it earlier when he was talking, speaking to Josiah about the secret place, about when we go into a place and we close the closet and we don't know, no one knows what we say before the Lord, but he's there and he wants to hear your heart. And what happens is he, he'll, he will, he will, he will, he will reward you openly. That shouldn't be our motive, but he will. Because you've been believing for things and you want God to clarify things in your life. And I'm telling you tonight, there's something about that that he wants to open wide for the church. That there's this place of humility and purity. And I... I'm echoing something I was alluding to weeks ago. But the Lord is on this. How does love flow in our lives? It only flows through a pure heart. I'm telling you, when we give ourselves completely to him and let him first, he loved you first. <laughs> he loved you first. He will always love you. He loves us beyond what we can understand and know. And that's why when the Spirit of God was, when grace was blowing up with worship Him, 
in the holiness of who he is. I don't know about you, but I just felt like, God, I don't even know what holiness looks like. I don't even know what purity really looks like because really he wants to give us a revelation of his holiness. He really wants to annihilate you without a holiness. <laughs> Woe is me. For I'm a man of unclean lips <laughs> amongst the people that need to get saved, right? We were listening to something about Ezekiel, right? We were, <laughs> I was traveling with Dan one day. And listen, the Spirit of God came to Ezekiel and he just began to speak to him and declare to him what his ministry was. What was the ministry? It was to speak to a people that aren't going to listen to you. Who wants that ministry? I don't. <laughs> they're rebellious. And they're obstinate. And they don't want to listen to the word of the Lord. <laughs> how, did, how did his heart have to be? He had to be postured. His heart had to be postured perfectly pure before the Father. That he'd do anything that the Father said. And see, when we're, when we're pure and we're humble, right? When, when, when our hearts are humble before him, he'll come. <laughs> Not even, I haven't even. I kept seeing 444 all day yesterday. It was the weirdest thing. Like things I would buy. My gas was $44. I, I know I, I rounded it, but it just ended up 44 I wasn't looking for fours. My point is, <laughs> Holy Spirit, I just, there was some things about the number four that I'm just going to release to you tonight, and that, this is part of what I'm, what I'm saying. When God wants to bring us up to a place, he wants to bring us into this place of creative miracles. I was talking about the dream that I have had last night, and I really believe this. I believe that God's saying, don't ever become so familiar with me that it blocks me out, that I can't do what I need to do. And when I have a new season for you, you can't see the new season because when the new season comes, you'll miss it because you're, you already know what you think I, you know I'm going to do. Are you hearing me? And there's a reality to this, but there's, there's God. I feel like God's opening a door to creative miracles that he wants to pour out in our midst. But we cannot become too familiar with, right, just a simple thing. God healed my knee just now in the presence. That's perfect. But this is what I want us to be a culture of doing. Because when we say it and we testify it, we say, God, do it again. Heal my other knee. Heal my neighbor's knee. Heal. I'm seeing angels. This one can see angels. Come on. It's not about just seeing angels. It's about the glory and the presence of God, right? God baptizing us with the shimmering light. Whoa. Give it to all of us tonight. Because it is the glory that he wants to baptize us with. But he's looking for those who are what? Weak. <laughs> so he can be really, really strong on your life. Like when I'm weak, he's super strong. So he wants to open things up. He wants to release creative things over your life. Right? And uh, there's an invitation to encounter fresh intimacy when we're low like I don't know about you sometimes I I'm not I'm not really like that I don't have like rigid I don't have rigid patterns that I abide my life by 
I mean, I have certain things that I do daily. <laughs> like, I need coffee, number one. Like, that's a priority. That's high on the priority list. And then the word. Right? <laughs> After I clear the fuzzies. But my point is, we can become so rigid in certain things that God can't move outside our rigid things. So he's calling us up to encounter him in a fresh way, fresh intimacy, and come up higher for a fresh perspective. How's that? Revelation 4, verse 1. Right? It says, when I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice that I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. What is God? Is God, when he speaks, is he speaking loudly? According to Revelation 4, he is like a trumpet blast. And the voice said, come up here and I'll show you What's about to happen? What's about to happen after this? And here's where I know that the Lord's calling us, right? To move back to fresh perspective. Something brand new. Something brand new that he wants to do in your life. And it's not, <laughs> come on, I'm not heralding the prophets of old who said, I'm going to do a new thing. We're well, going to do a new thing. We're expecting a new thing. But when's the new thing coming? No, the new thing is now. It's happening. I promise you right now we're in the new thing. It's already here. It's already, we're in the midst of it. And he wants to do whatever he wants to do. I was going to say what we, what we ask him to do, but he wants to do what he wants to do. And he's looking for someone to agree with that. So I'm just hitting fours, right? Psalm 44. <laughs> That's just what the Lord gave me tonight. Our, fourth, our forefathers said that it's verse 3. Our forefathers didn't win these battles by their own strength or their own skills or strategies. Isn't that good? Huh. But it was through the shining forth of your radiant, your radiant presence and the display of your mighty power. You love to give me victory, for you took great delight in them. You are my God, my king. It's now time to decree majesties for Jacob. Through your glorious name and your awesome power, we can push through to any victory and defeat every enemy. Now that should speak something to some people in this room because I know it's speaking something to me, that there's nothing, that there's not one thing that's going to come against what God's about to do that he can't take care of. Right? So I don't have to fight the battle, and you don't have to fight the battle, but we together believe God and believe for his presence. And it says this, his radiant presence and the display of his power. Listen, it's the glory of the Lord that's going to shake things. It's the glory of his presence that keeps the things that are coming against you away. So if we focus our attention on that, right? Pure heart. If I keep my heart, if clean hands and a pure heart. If my heart is postured in this way and he comes down and he visits me in that way, he, he pushes me towards victory. Because I don't have to worry about the things that I'm fighting and battling because all I have to do is gaze on him. 
Like the whole thing is about looking at him. When I look at him and my eyes are fixed on him, the power of God, the presence of who he is, not just his glory showing up, but the person of the glory. And we'll take the angels, but I want him. Like I know where God is, there's angelic activity. And so there's something that he wants to do in our lives, even in these moments where his presence will come and invade if we just posture our hearts with humility, honoring who he is. If I would just honor who he is and what he does. That's humility. That's giving homage to Jesus because he's the one that does the things. He's the one that what? Your forefathers didn't win battles by their own strength or their own skills or their own understanding because we think that we know sometimes how it's going to happen, how it's going to work. If I, do, if I step in and I, I encourage this program, if I align myself with a program that's going to move me into the positioning that I need to get before God and to get, it's just religion, it's just another form of religion. But through his glorious name, giving honor to him, right? See, there's this whole thing. I feel like God's opening a tent door. He's opening a door. That's what I just spoke. Revelation chapter 4. He's opening a door for us to step through so that we can engage with him. And when we go through the open door, it gives us fresh encounter. It gives us an invitation to, to imitate him and encounter him. You hear what I'm saying? The more I spend time with him, the more I should act like him. Right? So when I go into the secret place, I begin to seek him and, and, and follow after him. And I begin to talk to him and spend time with him. You know, I was thinking, thinking clearly about the the encounter that Moses had that I spoke about a few weeks ago, that when he came into the presence of God, he was in the cloud for 37, what was it, 30, 37 days before he came out and Joshua met with him? We don't think of that, right? He was in the cloud receiving revelation and being transformed. And when he came out, the, the literal glory of God. And then I, I think about the fact that the new covenant gives us greater glory. So where do I live? Where do I abide with him? That I'm going to get the, the radiance that was on Moses on my life multiplied. It's only one place. expect him to come I need to expect him to come Jesus had kind of a rebuke he, he spoke to a generation he said this in Matthew 11 and he said this he said what but to what do I like in this generation it's like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their companions saying we play the flute for you and you didn't dance we mourned to you and you did not lament. Meaning what? We were doing the right thing, but you didn't respond. John came neither eating or drinking, 
and they say he has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking. They say he looked. They say, look, a glutton, a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by her children. Then I noticed he just goes right into this thing against, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for the mighty works which you had done, which had been, if they had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Why? Because in Tyre and Sidon, he had one lady who would not let him go. One lady's faith who would not stop and believe that he was who he said he was. And to you, Capernaum, who are exalted to the heaven but will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which you had done had been done in Sodom, it would, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Ready? That, uh, that'll go on. Number one is uh, one, one of the hardest sayings Jesus says. <laughs> I think so. Because that's pretty heavy. That's heavy. But what's he saying? He's talking about don't get comfortable. I was going back to the subject I was talking about. Don't get comfortable if Capernaum, which was what? It was basically his ministry base. It's where he was walking around the streets and there was multiple. It wasn't just one miracle. It was multiple miracles. And God was moving in power all through Chorazin and all through Capernaum. And he said, listen, you should have repented long ago. You should be in the glory. You should be in revival. You should be in an awakening. It shouldn't even be a question. Where are you? And so I'm challenging us tonight to step into a place that we, right? It goes back to, where's my heart? My heart should be postured in a humble place. God, whatever you do, I'm going to look at it with awe and wonder. Like I have to thank him for the little things that he's doing. I have to thank him for a small vision so that the greater thing will come. Right? As he gives, as a, I'm a steward with what? The small healing. Come on. The headache, the backache, those things, right? The knee, whatever it is, then we're expecting greater things. And it's, listen, just go away from the whole thing about miracles for a moment. Because I want God to visit. No. I don't want God to visit. I want God to abide. I want his life to abide in my life. Where does it go? It reels me all the way back to if I posture my heart down low, he'll come and invade my life in ways I've never understood or known. What's that telling me? Even a culture of miracles we can get used to Right? We can get used to the things of the Holy Spirit. We can get used to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can get used to those things. But God's saying, posture your heart into a place where there's just nothing in the way. Nothing ever in the way. So he goes into this heavy stuff. Ready? Keep reading with me because it's all in context. It's messed up. Jesus is like, turns to, turns to the good guy. Right? He goes from like speaking like a prophet, releasing judgment over cities, and then he goes to this. He says, and I thank you, Father, Lord in heaven and the earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent. I'm like, what is happening right now? 
and you have revealed them to what? Babes. Hashtag babes. They don't understand anything. They're innocent. They're humble. You hear where he's going? Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All these things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And the one whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me. Goes back to the one thing. Come to me. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What was Jesus' yoke? says that he, in Philippians, that he humbled himself as a man. That he came out of all his glory. Remember? Jesus, son of God, came out of all his glory and into a human form, into a baby. So that the spirit of God could move in his life and increase wisdom and stature. But he came into a man. He humbled himself. He said, take my yoke. What's his yoke? His yoke is humility. His yoke is looking at God through the one gaze. Lord, my heart be pure before you. Lord, I look at you. I'm utterly dependent upon you. I have nothing in myself that I can step into the greater glory or the greater things without you, I can't do it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your thoughts. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. to the synagogue faithfully. Come on, we go to church faithfully. We have plenty of knowledge. You've got all the best teaching around you. Come on, you can go on YouTube, get everything you want. You can, really, I mean, we're spoiled. But we need the one thing. Our heart's postured towards him in humility, right? So here's the deal. Hebrews chapter 6, and I'll close. Verse 10. For God the faithful one is not, fair, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work you've done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve as beloved ones, 
for the glory of his name. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. How many just want to step into the fullness of their destiny in this room? I do. It says this, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull and lose enthusiasm. I'm reading from the Passion, if you can't tell. But follow the example of those who fully received what God had promised because their faith, because of their strong faith and their patient endurance. We have to just continue to believe God right through what? Faith and patience. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is here to touch us and to move our hearts postured, right? Our hearts are postured, but we need to continue to believe him that he, what he said he's going to do, he's really going to do. That our minds are, are towards him, and when we, we open our hearts and our lives towards him, he comes and he invades our lives. And we're patient, and we endure. And we're patient, and we endure. And so I'm feeling like Holy Spirit wants to release something for us tonight in the place of the posture of our heart. That, Lord, we're going to ask for just purity tonight. We're going to ask for humility. Because when, we, when, when our hearts are postured in humility and patience, humility and purity, I'm telling you, you will have patience to move, to keep moving. So stand. Let's stand together. We're just going to invite Holy Spirit to come. Lord, I just declare tonight that, Lord, our, the posture of our hearts would just be completely abandoned. Lord, I'm asking for humility. I'm asking for purity. That, Lord, you'd come in a way that you just gently drop your presence on us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your burden, your yoke is e easy and your burden is light. And so we stand right now and engage with you and ask that Holy Spirit, you'd do something beyond what we can even understand and know. Lord, break us into something brand new. come to you expecting we come to you with a posture that we know that you're not going to do the same thing every time but Lord we invite you in we invite your presence to come God.
posture of our hearts for you. You can come and do everything you want. Whatever way you want. We thank you, God, tonight. Lord, I ask that you show yourself strong. you are looking for people that are weak enough that you can show your power through. So Lord, I pray that we will posture our hearts in the secret place. That we will bury ourselves in your, in your lap. That Lord, you would be the most valuable thing valuable person, most valuable thing in, my, in our lives, God. We thank you, Jesus. And even tonight, if we, you know, if our hearts are, and you say, I, I just need, I need a fresh baptism of purity and humility. It's not, you know what? It's a good thing. So God, we just ask that you baptize us fresh and new. Thank you that humility brings us to the place where we see you us to the place where we see you. Lord, teach us to walk it out. Teach us to live in it. Lord, that no, nothing would offend us because our hearts are postured in the right way. That we wouldn't put ourselves before others ourselves just before you. <laughs> that our eyes would be completely locked with you. And so I thank you that all of heaven can be seen. When my heart is just pulled back.
trying to protect it. I'm just trying to release it. So I thank you, God, that you can do that just in a moment, Lord. I just speak it all over the building right now. That you just release that all over the building right now. Lord, we don't try to protect our hearts, Lord. We just release our hearts to you. Lord, that any offenses, even from the past, would go. Lord, that we received in the past, it would just go, just gently, just like, like you say, your burden is, your yoke is easy, your burden is light, 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 light. And I thank you, God, you're flowing now, Lord, and you teach us, Father, you're teaching us, you're teaching us. You're teaching us how to be better better fathers, better better mothers, better sisters, better brothers, better whatever it is, Lord, we just, there's no root of offense or anything like that, God, we just allow you to come in and overtake us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your bomb that's just hitting relationships, whoa, right now, right now. us into that. clarify bring us back to simplicity Jesus bring us back to simplicity you're recovering everything you're removing everything that we don't need and you're replacing it with what we need to connect with you right now posture of the heart Pure gold in every heart right now. Pure gold, Lord. Pure, pure, pure gold. Yeah, you're working it. You're burning it. We thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit that works it right now. Jesus. We thank you that you're blowing a fresh, fresh wind. 